all my life, I've always wanted to help people. Fast forward 40 plus years on this planet and I'm running the holistic clinic of my dreams. I founded the supplement company of my dreams and I'm stepping into each day like it's a dream. Now, I get to help even more people through this podcast and I want you to have the tools to feel your best, to optimize, to figure out what's going wrong and how to course correct. I believe in you so much. Knowledge is power, and we're going to transform your life together. School of Doza is in session. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the School of Doza podcast. I'm your host, Nurse Doza. Thank you for joining today. Today's topic is about delaying menopause. And this is a very interesting topic because this affects many, many people. And I am very passionate about this because it affects the people that I love on a daily basis. And the reason we're talking about this today is because I want you to understand hormones. I want you to understand your hormones. I want you to understand how you function. And if you understand your hormones, you can function better, you can have a healthier life, and you can do anything you want to. Now, this topic today is going to focus on a few things that you can do to help support your hormones. And a lot of times, women will not hear enough about how to support their hormones because I hate to say this, but the way that medicine and healthcare is set up today is that it has failed women in many ways. And if you think about all the hysterectomies, the IUDs, the birth control, all the surgeries that have happened to women throughout the years, it's no wonder women uh, don't want to deal with a lot of these menopausal issues because they just don't want to deal with their period anymore. They don't want to be in pain. They don't want to be uh, dealing with uh, pain and inflammation and swelling all the time. I mean, there's I could go numerous, uh, numerous symptoms involving menopause. But for today's topic, let's go ahead and get started. Classes in session. So for delaying menopause, most women understand that there are certain types of hormones that you will produce throughout the course of a lifetime, and once you hit a certain age, you stop producing these hormones. That's one part of menopause. The other part of menopause is that you just don't produce enough egg. But keep in mind that a lot of times women will want to increase this production of healthy hormones like estrogen and progesterone throughout their life because there are a lot of benefits to having healthy estrogen and progesterone production as you age. Now, let me just talk about estrogen for a second because let me say that menopause is something that can be delayed. And most women don't understand this because they've just been told that menopause is bound to happen. It's going to happen. It's the worst thing that could possibly happen to you. And then you go through it. But the later the menopause, the longer you live. And for today's topic, I want to speak on about five points about why you should delay menopause and the things to do to, to delay menopause. The first thing I want you to understand is that menopause, the later the menopause, the longer you live. And let me just clarify that again. The first point I want to make is the later the menopause, the longer you live. And if we're looking at menopause, let me just give a brief explanation of what menopause really is. Menopause is a transition for most people between the ages of about 45 to about 55. Now, this is coming directly from a textbook. This is coming directly from a research article. I don't understand menopause as only being around 45 to 55 years of age. I've seen women go into menopause as early as their 30s. And for menopause, it can last very short. It can last very long. Some people have recorded, uh, reported going up to 14 years in duration. And I will tell you this right now. There are genetic factors that do play a role in going into menopause at an earlier age. 
But there are environmental factors and lifestyle factors such as smoking, such as, you know, basically staying up late at night, eating processed foods and drinking a bunch of alcohol. All these things will directly contribute to a woman experiencing earlier menopause. And I quote, smokers and women with chronic illnesses tend to experience menopause at an earlier age. So point number one about why you want to delay menopause, it's because you're going to be healthier the longer you delay menopause. And I keep saying this again because hormones make you healthier and hormones protect you. Let's look at estrogen, for example. Estradiol, E2, is the estrogen that a woman will make in her reproductive years. Menopause, in menopause, a woman doesn't make as much estrogen, but they make more type of estrogen, which is kind of confusing. So you're like, well, what gives? Well, the issue is estrogen will be produced throughout the course of a lifetime, regardless of whether a woman goes into menopause or not. You will make different types of estrogens throughout the course of a lifetime. The estrogen you make when you're in your reproductive years is different than the estrogen you make in your menopause years because the estrogen you make in menopausal times makes you more vulnerable to things like heart disease. It has been well established that estradiol E2 helps product or helps support nitric oxide production and vascular relaxation. In other words, estradiol helps support healthy arteries, healthy circulation, healthy blood pressure, a healthy heart. And when we talk about estradiol being supported as you age, think about what that does for your protection against heart disease. And heart disease is still the silent killer of women. It's still the number one killer of U.S. adults everywhere. One in three U.S. adults have heart disease. So when you think about a woman who has genetic issues and uh, earlier risk of heart disease, and she's going into menopause, losing that estradiol that helps protect the heart, well, imagine her heart disease risk goes up higher the second she goes into menopause. So yes, I do want to help support delaying menopause because that also means we're helping support preventing heart disease down the road, or at least helping it. Another study shows that estrogen and cholesterol have a direct connection. In fact, actually, estrogen comes from cholesterol, if you didn't know this. LDL, cholesterol, they all make uh, estrogen. But estrogen has a very positive effect on cholesterol. In fact, I have a study here that says it helps lower LDL and it helps raise HDL. Now, if you think about this for long-term benefits, I say, yes, the later you delay menopause, the longer you live, the healthier your heart is, the healthier your, your cholesterol is. But you want to make healthy cholesterol from the inside, which means if you want healthier estrogen, I just told you it comes from cholesterol, eat healthy cholesterol. Healthier fats like avocado and salmon, chicken egg yolk, all that is going to get directly metabolized, broken down, stored in the liver. And then when the liver and the body's ready for more cholesterol to be turned into hormones like estrogen, then you'll kick out that cholesterol. But if the cholesterol is not very good to begin with, you're not going to make very good estrogen out of that cholesterol. Hence why lifestyle is so important. And I'm telling this to you because smoking and sitting is the same thing. You want to die at an earlier age, you're going to smoke and sit at the same time. But you imagine if the woman is sitting at a computer desk for 14 hours a day, for four or five days a week, sitting there, basically slowing down her metabolism, it's not helping the case for delaying menopause. If you want to help support your estrogen, I have to tell you about supplements that are known to help support healthy estrogen production. Some of the ones that have been known to help 
are black cohosh, resveratrol, there's NAC, there's nettle root, there's milk thistle, there's DIM, DIM, glutathione. All these things make a difference because if you take supplements on a daily basis to support your healthy estrogen production, imagine this is less of an issue once you start getting into your 40s and 50s. And imagine that the doctor and the practitioner of the future starts telling girls in their teens and their 20s, you need to start preparing for menopause now. And the later that you delay it, the healthier you'll be. Well, let's start working on your hormones now. That's what you can do to delay menopause by starting to focus on your estrogen production and support at an earlier age. Another reason to delay menopause is to prevent diabetes. And the reason I say that diabetes and menopause go hand in hand is because and I quote, menopause is a potential risk factor for developing insulin resistance independent of age, likely due to the reduction in circulating estrogens. Estrogen regulates your insulin, and insulin helps regulate your estrogen. And the second a woman goes into menopause, they lose their ability to regulate their insulin and their estrogen, which puts them at risk for prediabetes. And you don't want diabetes. Trust me, you do not want diabetes. Diabetes is one of the worst conditions you could possibly have. But going into menopause puts you at a higher risk for developing diabetes and insulin resistance. Insulin resistance affects the entire body. Insulin resistance can be prevented a lot of times. Just like I say heart disease can be prevented. Just like I say menopause can be prevented. I'm not saying it's inevitable. And you're going to prevent it forever. I'm just saying it is preventable. You can prevent menopause from happening at an earlier age the same way you can prevent diabetes from happening. It's lifestyle mixed in with genetics. And if you think about estrogen and insulin, those are your genetics. Those are your genes. You are designed to produce estrogen. I don't care if you're a man or a woman. Both men and women make estrogen. But you were born with the ability to make estrogen with the idea that estrogen somehow regulates your insulin fascinating right and if one in three u.s adults are pre-diabetic in this country imagine those are women and no one is talking to women right now in regards to diabetes by saying let's make sure we take care of your estrogen that way we take care of your diabetes prevent that and we can delay menopause and make you feel like a vibrant woman even in your 40s and 50s i keep saying the term delay menopause is because think about this imagine if you had healthy cycles in your 40s and 50s, that person most likely is not insulin resistant. A person that has healthy cycles in their 30s, 40s, and 50s does not have insulin resistance because insulin is the most anabolic hormone we make. And when we produce insulin, it's going to regulate our metabolism. And when I say metabolism, I think weight gain, I think energy, I think function, detox. If there's a problem with insulin, especially earlier in age, due to processed lifestyle, you know, diet, etc., you can develop insulin resistance. And keep in mind, with diabetes, it affects the entire body. Insulin resistance is usually building 10 or 15 years before the diagnosis of diabetes even occurs. So you have to imagine a woman in her 20s or 30s who maybe is you know, having a little bit of insulin resistance, maybe they've gained a little weight, maybe their metabolism has changed. Well, anytime it affects their insulin, it's going to affect their estrogen. And insulin resistance is associated with low-grade inflammation. Low-grade inflammation is directly linked to things like cardiometabolic diseases like diabetes and cardiovascular disease. So 
insulin resistance is a disease and a condition that affects the entire body, I want you to keep in mind there's a direct connection between estrogen, insulin, and PCOS. Now, when you lose your ability to regulate insulin, yes, you can develop diabetes. But guess what? There's insulin receptors all throughout the body. And when there's insulin receptors on your ovaries and you start developing insulin resistance of the ovaries, you start developing PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome. And most people have heard of polycystic ovarian syndrome by now. Polycystic ovarian syndrome is currently recognized as the most common endocrine disorder in women of reproductive age. And lifestyle can play a huge role in developing PCOS. So if you about a 20 or 30 year old female who's been told you have PCOS, you're probably dealing with fertility issues. You're dealing with weight gain. You might have acne. You might have spotting. You might have all these weird, weird conditions that are going on with your hormones. And you have probably maybe underlying insulin resistance that's affecting your ovaries directly. And PCOS is a lifestyle issue as well. Lifestyle can directly influence polycystic ovarian syndrome. If you look at sodas, alcohol, staying up late at night, eating when you're not hungry, your body will fluctuate insulin in response to the foods that we consume at the wrong times especially. And we have insulin receptors all throughout our body, but we have a lot on our ovaries. And when you fluctuate insulin throughout the body, you're going to have insulin resistance, insulin dysfunction. We know insulin resistance will occur 10 to 15 years before diabetes is diagnosed. We'll imagine PCOS is also occurring at the same time. And for the female who has PCOS, they have a cyst on the outside of their ovaries. Inflammation from insulin resistance has directly affected their ovaries so bad to where they are now forming a shield around their ovaries to protect any further damage or confusion or inflammation. That's polycystic ovarian syndrome, type 4 diabetes. And a woman who has PCOS, who has insulin problems, has to get their metabolism under control because PCOS will affect fertility. It will affect adrenals. It will affect all kinds of issues down the road, and it needs to be addressed. You imagine that you go to your OBGYN and they do an ultrasound, well, guess what? They will find cysts around the ovaries. And they, seem that's, they say it's very common. I've talked to so many women who say, yes, I have cysts around my ovaries. I was told I had cysts around my ovaries, but there's nothing we can do about it. The doctor said everything's fine. But this person has a painful period every single month with PCOS. They have bloating. They have cramping. They may or may not have more bleeding or spotting. They don't feel good with PCOS. It's a metabolic disorder involving insulin and estrogen. And until insulin is controlled, PCOS will not be under control either, and it's something that will linger. I think healthy habits can directly play a role in healthy production of estrogen, healthy production of progesterone, healthy production of all your hormones. Let's talk longevity. Delaying menopause means that woman is living a healthy, vibrant life as they age. That's what healthy aging looks like in the female. And for years, we have never seen that on TV. Like, think about it. You've never seen a movie or a show talking about how great a woman's transition into menopause really went or how great they felt when they finally hit menopause and how they finally felt like themselves again. You don't hear about this because that's not how it happens. 
And the reason I talk about delaying menopause is because I want a woman to feel good in their 40s and 50s, maybe even their 60s. And I have met plenty of women who do have normal, healthy cycles every month in their 40s, 50s, and even up to their 60s. Even on social media, we've had women reach out that say the same thing. I've taken care of myself throughout the years by supplementing the right nutrients, making sure I have the right diet, you know, going and addressing my stress levels the right way. And this is not a, a knock on anyone who hasn't. It's just saying this is what it takes in order to have healthy estrogen production, to have healthy hormone production. You have to support your hormones as you age. And you imagine that the practitioner of the future is going to kids in elementary school saying, guess what? You need to support your hormones as you age. Imagine if sex ed for the third, fourth, and fifth graders were talking about how to support healthy estrogen and testosterone production as we age. That's a whole new definition of sex education because you're promoting the production of sex hormones. And yes, once they get past the uh, discovering the the love of their life kind of phase, you know, in their 20s and 30s and chasing, you know, what around, they get to the 30s, 40s and 50s and they say, well, I still need healthy estrogen. I still need testosterone. Yes, I might be married or with kids, but that doesn't mean you're supposed to lose your sex life. That doesn't mean that you're supposed to lose how you feel when you get older just because you go into menopause, but we accept it, especially in, in nowadays society, we accept it like, oh, well, that's just part of the process. You're supposed to feel like crap as you get older. It's aging. It sucks getting old. It doesn't. It doesn't have to. There's something called bioidentical hormone replacement. Bioidentical hormone replacement means that you are getting exactly what your body needs in order to function. Bioidentical hormone replacement means that you're getting estradiol, E2, the healthy estrogen that makes you feel like a vibrant woman. In menopause, you make esterone, which is E1, the inflammatory estrogen. And you don't want a lot of this, but in menopause, there's the abundance of estrone production because you're no longer making the E2 estradiol. It's like one sh uh, lever goes down and the other one starts opening up again. And now you're stop producing this, you start producing this. There's a estrogen imbalance, if you will. But think about some, some people who have taken the lifestyle approach to a whole nother level. They've maybe said, okay, in my 20s and 30s, I ate whatever I wanted to. I was an athlete. I was able to get by, you know, and, and I, you know, I did this, I did this, and now I'm gaining a little bit of weight. I don't feel good. This is the typical 30-year-old female. The typical 30-year-old female who comes into the office complaining about bloating, cramping, weight gain, tired all the time, still having acne issues, and they can't focus. And they want to know if it's their thyroid. I'm like, this is not your thyroid. This is your estrogen. And I asked them, were you ever on birth control? And you know what they say? Of course I was on birth control and I'm still on birth control. I meet women in their 30s that have been on birth control for 10, 12, 15 years, half their life. And they've suppressed their healthy production of estradiol for 10 or 12, 15 years of their life. In their prime years of their reproductive years, what does that look like for your health long term? Especially if delaying menopause means you live healthier, longer lives. Why in the world would I want to suppress my healthy estrogen production at the age of 12, 13, 14, 15, up until my 30s? Yes, I know you don't want a kid, but a lot of times women get put on birth control for something other than birth control, like acne. Talk to a friend, see if they've ever been put on birth control because they had bad acne. Bad acne comes from an imbalance of inflammatory estrogen production at an earlier age. And we know that the liver, 
directly contributes to healthy estrogen production. We know managing our stress better directly contributes to healthy estrogen production. Estrogen doesn't only come from the adrenal glands. Estrogen comes from your fat cells and actually, let me say that again. Estrogen doesn't only come from your ovaries. Estrogen comes from your adrenal glands and your fat cells as well. So when you're in sympathetic mode, flight or fight mode, stressed out to the max, studying for finals, staying up late, uh, you know, taking Adderall, maybe uh, taking a bunch of coffee late at night, maybe on your phone late at night, maybe then you go into your 20s and your 30s and you're sacrificing your, your personal life for your work schedule and you try to make it up by traveling, you're still on the birth control. You're still drinking margaritas when you go to relax on vacation. It's all going to your liver and it's inflaming your liver and it's causing you to make inflammatory estrone and it suppresses your healthy estradiol production. And that puts you at an earlier risk for menopause. Why are women having all these fertility issues when they're in their 30s and 40s? It's because of years of birth control. An inflammatory lifestyle that did not help their liver out at all. And if someone is literally just stressed to the max, just negative thoughts, anxious, whatever, they're in flight or fight mode, which means their adrenals make more estrone and their fat cells, if they're inflamed, make more estrone that suppresses estradiol. This is what your 20s or 30s looks like. And yes, PCOS is occurring at the same time. We know estrogen fluctuation will also cause insulin dysfunction, which now we're at pre-diabetes risk. And all of this is occurring in the person. And by the time they get to me when they're 30 or 40, they say, help, I can't lose weight. I'm tired all the time. Help me. A lot of the comments will say, help me fix me. Help me fix me. And I, the first thing I ask is, what are you doing on your own right now to help correct the problems? What are you doing in your lifestyle right now to help support healthy estrogen production? Because it's very possible. You could take black cohosh, you could take dim, you could take milk thistle, you could take turmeric, you could take resveratrol, you could take NAC, quercetin. All these are supplements that help directly support a healthy liver, that help support healthy estrogen production. You could take adrenal support that helps you support the adrenals and its production of healthy estrogen. There's a lot of things that you could do that you could do on a daily basis, like cut back on the alcohol, cut back on the sugar content, stop eating when you're not hungry, right? And if you think about all these things that play a role in your daily lifestyle, which of these things are non-negotiables for you at this point? Because I can tell you and show you women who have PCOS, who have fertility issues, who are desperately trying to get their cycle back in order, and they're doing everything possible out there. They're going to every doctor out there. They're trying every hormone out there. And the first thing I tell them is, why don't you take care of your liver? And they're like, huh? Well, the liver makes estrogen. It regulates estrogen production. You know, you've taken birth control your whole life. You drank a lot. You've eaten a bunch of fast food. Why don't you take care of your liver first and see what happens there? At least it'll reduce inflammation. Then if you think about it on the second part, I say, well, what about your insulin? Right? Why Regulate your insulin. If one in three U.S. adults are pre-diabetic in this country, there's a lot of women walking around who are diabetic and don't even know it or pre-diabetic and don't even know it. And remember, the second you go into pre-diabetes, you are causing yourself to be premenopausal as well. So when I say lifestyle, and a lot of women will say it's genetic. It's not just genetic. It's lifestyle. It's called epigenetics. Epigenetics is your genetics that are influenced by your lifestyle. If I sit in front of a microwave long enough, my cells are going to turn into tumors because that radiation that's in there. Okay? We know that Wi-Fi in your pocket next to your genitals 
is a lot of radiation. You want to talk just real quick, switching them in. Look up how much Wi-Fi affects sperm count, motility, and prostate in women and men. And then I show you all the women who still wear their iPhone or their smartphone in their bra strap right against their heart and their chest every day when they're working out or they're walking around. These are lifestyle choices you can make, right? You don't, you know, the EMFs are bad for you, right? Why don't you unplug the router at night? You know, you think blue lights are bad for you and they calcify your pineal gland. Why don't you go ahead and, you know, turn off the TV? You can do this. These are the things that you have under your control. And I know that they, this means a lot to you. If any of this hit a nerve, I'm glad it did because now you have the ability to make the changes. You're going to share this podcast with someone and you're going to help them out. But in closing, I want to give you three simple steps on how to delay menopause to have a healthier life long-term. One, regulate your insulin. Like regulate your insulin now. Tons of supplements to do it. Resveratrol, alpha poke acid, turmeric, um, chromium, taurine. I'm, I'm missing a couple. Number two, support your healthy estrogen now. Black cohosh, NAC, DIM, turmeric. You're getting the picture, right? You're starting to see all goes back to the liver. And then three, change your bad lifestyle habits right now. If you want to be a healthy, vibrant woman, you have to make the changes in your lifestyle in order to make it happen. Nutrition, sleep, movement, sunlight, hugs, community, all these things will help you delay menopause and help you feel like a vibrant woman. And it's not too late. You can do this any age. Even if you've gone through menopause, you will still get benefit from doing this. All this is going to do is reduce inflammation. What does a life of no inflammation look like? I hope that this has helped. If you want more information, sign up for our newsletter. Go to mswlounge.com. If you want to come see us, we do online consults as well. Find us on TikTok, Nurse Doza. And if you want a really great supplement for your estrogen, for your hormones, liver love. And you'll hear me talk about liver love all the time because why it has all its ingredients. It has turmeric, dim, milk thistle, quercetin, resveratrol, alpha lipoic acid, NAC, selenium. It has a bunch of things in there. Go to mswnutrition.com. Use code Nurse Doza for 15% off. And when you start your liver love, be ready because this is going to help you in so many ways, just like this podcast. Listen to it again. Listen to it again. Listen to it again. Share it with a friend who you think could benefit from this as well. Thank you for joining us today. Class is over.